Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded October 3rd, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we reflect on hot topics and some of the most interesting things we saw and heard last week. Three big things you need to know. First, the stronger dollar is a clear negative for S&P 500 performance and earnings, but U.S. equities still tend to benefit from safe haven status within the broader global equity landscape, and certain sectors tend to be more insulated from an EPS perspective. Second, S&P 500 performance in 2022 has been similar to how stocks traded back in 2002 following the tech bubble and the initial rally off the September 01 lows. Back then, the bottoming process was lengthy, with similar lows tested multiple times before the recovery resumed, but stocks did stage a strong rebound in 4Q of 2002 off an October low. And third, U.S. equities may not be out of the woods just yet, but there are a few bright spots worth noting in our high-frequency indicators. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now let's jump into the details. Starting with takeaway number one, our thoughts on the stronger dollar. It's a clear negative, but there are some nuances worth noting. This was actually the topic we got the most questions of at the beginning of last week. We tend to see a down S&P 500 in terms of performance and weaker negative S&P 500 earnings growth as well as negative earnings revisions when the dollar is on a tear, as has been the case recently. But it's worth noting that the U.S. does still tend to outperform non-U.S. equities when the dollar is strengthening. Additionally, in terms of positioning, certain sectors like financials, REITs, and utilities tend to have far less sensitivity to the stronger dollar in terms of earnings revision trends. This is something we see in both small cap and large cap. Moving on to takeaway number two, S&P 500 performance in 2022 has actually been pretty similar to 2002. We view 2022 as a year of painful normalization, the third act of the pandemic following the breakdown in 2020 and the initial recovery in late 2020 and 2021. With this framework in mind, we compared the S&P 500's performance in 2022 to the index's performance in 0203, which was a period of consolidation that followed the initial rally off the tech bubble recession 9-11 lows in late 01. And we also looked at 2010 through 2011, another period of consolidation that followed the initial rally off the March 2009 great financial crisis bottom. What we learned from both of these reviews is that bottoming processes involved multiple retests of similar lows and took quite some time to play out, roughly 14 months in the case of 0203 and about a year and a half in the case of 2010-2011. Interestingly, trading in the S&P 500 in 2022 is actually much closer to the pattern of 0203 than 2010-2011, with a correlation of about 72%. If the S&P 500 continues to trade along the 0203 path in 2022, the index would actually rally back strongly in the fourth quarter of 2022 and then retest the lows again in the first quarter of 2023. Wrapping up with takeaway number three, the tone in the stock market is actually pretty miserable right now, but there are a few bright spots worth noting in the high-frequency indicators that we track each week. First, the equity put call ratio recently spiked and isn't too far off from December 2018 highs. While retail investor sentiment and U.S. equity futures positioning for asset managers have been highlighting extreme bearishness for a while, signs of capitulation had been missing from the put call ratio as well as the VIX. 
Second, the PE of the S&P 500 has gotten close to average on 2023 EPS using our below consensus forecast of 212. As of Friday's close, this version of the PE was at 16.9 times. That compares to an average of 16.8 over time. We'll see if this is enough to entice bargain hunters. Third, we're still seeing some stabilization in the relative performance of the most popular stocks and hedge funds, which we also saw ahead of the bottoming in the stock market back in December of 2018. And fourth, Republicans have taken back the lead over Democrats in the generic congressional ballot, undoing some of the momentum that Democrats have been gaining in the polls in recent months. This last point is particularly important as the stock market tends to bottom about a month prior to Election Day and midterm years, and many investors have been looking to the event where Republicans are thought to have the advantage as a positive catalyst for stocks in the fourth quarter. Before we wrap up, one final thought. Last week was highly unsettling for many U.S. equity investors as developments in the U.K. stoked concerns about financial market stability. The break below the June 2022 low in the S&P 500 was also a psychological blow. We continue to see 3,500 as a pivotal test for the stock market, as a move to 3,500 in the S&P amounts to a 27% drawdown from the January 2022 high. That's in line with the median recession decline since the 1930s. If 3,500 fails to hold, we see the next big test for stocks at 3,200, when an average recession drop of 32% would be surpassed. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.